Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition Live Forum. I'm your host, David Dedekian, with Eat Drink Rhode Island, a small business here in Rhode Island. And uh, we've got another great guest with us today. We're going to talk about what's been going on in the General Assembly, a lot of small business issues. It's really great to have Representative Karen Alzate with us today. Welcome, Representative. Hi, thanks for having me. Always nice when it's just the slowness of, of, of the catching up with the stream sometimes. There we go. Fantastic. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We, we, we love uh, we love talking small business with members of the General Assembly because we get into the into the nitty gritty of the laws. And I know you certainly are into the nitty gritty of the laws, which is which is fantastic. Uh, you represent. Uh, is it all Pawtucket or do you, you overlap a little bit into other parts of the, uh, the state? So um, I started off with just Pawtucket, but now because of redistricting, I will be in a little bit of part of Central Falls. That's what I thought. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. That's good, good to know. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you, you know, before we dive into questions and everything, why don't you give us a, a just a, a brief uh, review of, of, of what you've been up to and what, uh, you know, how long you've been in the General Assembly, things of that nature, so folks out there who, who don't know you. Yeah, so uh, Karen Alzate, um, I'm in my second term um, and uh, running for re-election. So it's been an honor to serve my community in this way. Um, I ran in 2018, um, seen lots of really great changes and mostly positive, uh, so no complaints there. Um, I've been doing some, uh, I'm also the chair of the Black Latino Caucus, uh, I'm a term for two years, so that's been a, a great honor to really represent uh, my colleagues in the House and in the Senate. Um, also been trying to work on some healthcare legislation in the years that I've been there, education, I sit on labor, which has been um, something I didn't think I would like, but I actually really enjoy it. Um, and so just trying to really learn how the, you know, how we can get really good laws passed, make sure that we're really standing up for the people who really need the help. Um, so it's been a blessing to be um, in this position and, you know, hopefully going into my third term. Fantastic. Yes, we should, uh, you know, point out to uh, our listeners, our viewers, uh, you are running for re-election. Not everyone is, but uh, it is great that you are. So, uh, yeah. you know, good luck to you on, uh, on on your campaign and moving forward. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's dive right in. We, you know, I know uh, from from corresponding with you on, on some small business issues relating to food and drink, how, how passionate you are about it. And, and, and I appreciate that just... Uh, from Twitter and all, I appreciate your passion yeah. for food and drink in general. So thank you for that. Um, but there's lots of other small business issues that, that we can talk about. And I think, you know, we should probably start uh, with the budget since it's coming up for the full vote uh, and uh, and talk about uh, this week. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've, we've talked about uh, on the show before with, with other representatives, uh, such as uh, Greg Amore was on and uh, uh, Fenton, uh, Barbara and Fenton Fung was on. Um, some of these issues that are in the in the budget, such as the uh, the, the tax uh, person at the t vision of taxation to help to help people with their taxes, uh, lowering the corporate tax rate, things of that nature. What are, what are your thoughts on some of these small business issues that are in the budget? So I think you know I'm still going through it. It it is a really dense uh, information. Right. Um, so I think you know, we really have to take a look and be aggressive as to what it is that we're doing to help our small businesses, because um, we saw that the past two years, and even now, right, um, the pandemic is still not over, they're still struggling a lot. Um, yes. There was a lot of help that came out from, um, you know, the Small Business Association and the federal government and all that, which was great. However, um, you know, 
a lot of it was grants and uh, which was wonderful for them. Some of them took out loans. And so we're starting to see that they got to start paying that stuff back, um, making sure that they're, we're not continuing to overtax them or, um, you know, trying to really bring in some relief. Um, because we saw that a lot of small mom and pop shops that have been around for years uh, really did not withstand the um, the pandemic. And so we have to make sure. And, and also, you know, we had some really great small businesses that came out of the pandemic. Right. right. And so we want to make sure we support we want to support both sides. Um, definitely some of the relief stuff, I think, is really good. Um and just being creative in how we do that. And I think we're going to have to continue to be creative, whereas maybe in, in past years we weren't. It's an interesting, put, interesting way of putting it. I think uh, I, I know uh, I just saw a small business that I that I frequented uh, this past week decide to close up shop. Uh, and I saw mm. another one, uh, a, a restaurant that actually didn't reopen for the season because uh, mm. they couldn't. Uh, couldn't get staffing. Um, yeah. So uh, there's, they were a seasonal restaurant to begin with, but, but, you know, now we're into the, into the summer restaurant season and uh, they couldn't get staffing. So they didn't reopen. Uh, you know, we see a lot of these stories and, and you're right. I think, uh, you, you know, we, we, for better or worse, you know, think of the pandemic as, as uh, mostly past, but it's, you know, there's still a lot of residuals to it. I think, you know, I, I certainly am not, I'm not someone who thinks that the stock market is reflective of the economy as a whole. Um, but certainly what's going on, in that sector of the, of the, of the economic world is not looking good at the moment. And uh, I keep seeing the R word pop up uh, more and more over yeah. the last, uh, over the last few days. Uh, what, what are your thoughts there? What, 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 you know, how do you feel the, you know, the econ economics of Rhode Island are doing uh, with, with, with what's going on with the budget and things of that nature? Yeah. So I think that this is, you know, from first glance and from the conversations I've been having with some of my colleagues, it's not, um, you know, we're never going to get a perfect budget, um, but I think that there are some really great things in there that are really going to be helping us in the future, which I think, it, you know, their investments. One of the things that I really appreciated the speaker when he first was elected this time around was he said that we need to make sure we invest in Rhode Islanders. And, you know, if you follow me on Twitter and, and I, you know, we have to invest in our people. And that's definitely something that I, I'm always driving home is, you know, I, I live in a community that for a really long time, um, people did not invest in um even its own residents you know i i run into some older folks who when i tell them i'm from Pawtucket, they tell me oh i grew up there and then they left and you know and that to me is is so sad because like i love my city and i you know even central falls um you know being so close and you know especially central falls being so small like i love living there and i want to make sure that i continue to to do the best that i can to invest in our schools and our roads and our healthcare, um our elderly population and even the small businesses that have been there for for years, right? Um, I'm very, I'm a kind of person that is very nostalgic. And so some of like the old, the old places, the mom and pops um, that are no longer there, it's kind of like, you know, we have to really look at what we're investing our money in, right? And so um, I think people are really afraid of the word recession. Um, yeah. because, you know, we think about what history has taught us. Um, and I hope that we can learn something from that so that we, you know, if it is, if, if it is happening, if it is going to come, if it is going to happen, um, we need to prepare better because we can't yeah. continue to, um, allow, you know, small businesses to close or kids to go hungry or parents to work two, three jobs just to pay rent. And that doesn't include all the other activities. Um, and so yeah. 
it, you know, it's not a one and done kind of thing. I, it's definitely an investment. And I appreciate the speaker for, um, and many of my colleagues, right? You said that Greg was on here. Greg is, some, is definitely somebody who thinks about um, how do we invest in people, especially with his background of being a teacher. Um, he wants to make sure he um, gives the tools to his students to succeed. And it's not just in the classroom. Right, because he's so versatile. He he yeah. is a teacher, but he's also an athletic director, and he's also an elected person. And so, we have to make sure that we're looking long term, um, but making sure we're taking care of the right now. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, we should touch upon uh, you know the the for Rhode Island, uh, pretty sizable surplus that we're looking at uh, right yeah. now, and 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 that, and those types of investments. You know what I think is fascinating is. As I've been part of the Small Business Coalition for over two years now uh, and doing this program and talking to the, the all the elected officials that I, that I do speak with and people in the small business community, there's so much that we don't think of as small business, but it all affects like education yeah. affects small business, yeah. housing affects small business. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously, you know, you can you can draw a direct line to, OK, housing, construction workers, uh, you know, small yep. construction businesses. But there's indirect lines. You know, it, mm -hmm. more workers here uh, living in affordable housing are more employees for those types of places that I talked about that couldn't reopen because they didn't have employees. So we've got this surplus. We've got this sizable amount of money that, you know, is, 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 is bonus money. Obviously, it's not. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have to be smart about it. But where do you see the, the best ways of, 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 of putting that, you know, not only with the budget, but, you know, looking forward, you know, thinking about the ARPA funds that, that each state. Yep. Uh, where do you think the path is right now that the General Assembly is looking at? So, um, you know, housing has been one of the biggest conversations that we've had um, for a couple of years, but um, even more so. Um, definitely, you know, we have to make sure that people are housed um, because it's a trickle effect. If they're not housed, they don't have good health. If they don't have good health, they can't be productive employees. If they don't have jobs. You know, it's kind of like a big circle. Um, you know, for me, my biggest thing is education. I, I genuinely believe in um, the education is power. And so making sure that we are investing in, um, in you know, the school construction bonds and what that really means for a lot of our communities. Um, you know, Pawtucket right now is in conversations about having a unified high school. And, you know, everybody talks about East Providence High School and how beautiful that is. Um, and our kids deserve that. Um, I've spoken to some of my colleagues in South Kingston who um, they they got a brand new high school a couple of years ago, and they said that their their student scores went up dramatically. Right? We know where we need to invest our money. Um, you know, education, housing, healthcare, and really like job creation because what we're seeing now is. Um, job shortage not a job shortage but a staff shortage yeah. because of um you know the way you know some of these jobs are paying we know that if you don't have a good salary you cannot you can't even afford rent yeah right and but that's, that's kind of a minimum i, I want to really talk on that because i don't think we've talked about that enough and and i think from a small business perspective it's is a difficulty there because i understand as a, as a as a human being not as a business owner as a human being that all these prices are going up, inflation's rising. So that means I need to make more, you need to make more. Every person out there needs to make more to pay for these things because they're not going to come back down in price. You know, yeah. realistically speaking, it's not going to come back down in price. Mm -hmm. So people's salaries need to increase. Mm -hmm. It's it's a you know, it's a, people I know there's people watching this right now, like ah, you're crazy, you can't raise salaries. And I get that, you know, for a small business owner, 
it's hard to do that, you know, especially as dramatically as inflation is. You know, it's, it, it's difficult to increase someone's salary at the same rate of inflation. It's, that's, you know, yeah. your business doesn't, businesses mm-hmm. just don't do that. They don't they don't increase at the same pace. So what yeah. what is there is there a solution there? What do you I mean, do we is there you know, there's things like the two hundred fifty dollar child tax credit, which is great for parents. I look forward to the five hundred dollars that I can receive for my my two kids. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's it's a small drop, but it's a, but it's a helpful drop. I think uh, you know, I think it's unfortunate that the federal level child child tax credit went away. Um, but what else can we do? What 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 can be done to help salaries increase, but not you know impact these small businesses as as tough as it may be? Yeah. So I mean, I think we have to get creative, right? With some of the stuff that we had been talking about last year, the Black Latino Caucus was able to pass fifteen dollar minimum wage. I know that that is a lot. Um, for small businesses, because we did hear that, you know, small businesses would be hurt from this. But this hasn't, this was, this has been going around for years, right? And by the time that we get to 15, um, you know, that is not going to be enough, right? And so we have to be creative. You're absolutely right. Uh, The fascinating thing is, uh, in just, again, mine is anecdotal, but just in talking to people I know who who own small Mm -hmm. businesses, they're almost, almost everyone I talk to is at 15 or more at the moment anyway. Yeah, which is great. Um, but but right now that's still not enough, right? And right. So um we have to really make sure we're not taxing people as much as we tax them, right? You know, something I hear often is that Rhode Island taxes people a lot. Um, so there's you know, there's a bill for that, making sure that we're taxing uh, the highest earners in Rhode Island, um, so that that way we're creating revenue from one tax source, right? Um, and what we what could we do with that money, right? We put that into the general fund and we we put it into schools so we don't have to take out so much bond money. Um, and I don't know that people necessarily understand bond money, right? Um, no. And so that goes into our taxes. Um, you know, the stadium that is being proposed in Pawtucket, right? That is a, it, it's not the stadium. It's so much more, right? It's revenue space. It's a housing development. It's retail space. It's office space. It's restaurants, um, right? There's revenue there. We have to come up with creative ways to create revenue because if we don't do that, then it really is going to impact our small businesses. And in my mind, when I think of small businesses, I think of like restaurants, right? Because I love food and, you know, I, you know, I, I, it's, um, I did that during, during college, but, you know, we, those are the people who are going to get hurt the hardest. And we need to make sure that the revenue that is coming in also trickles down to them. Um, And so it's really about getting creative on how we can uh, generate more revenue. That's one way. Um, you know, making sure that we're investing in like workforce development, right? Because we we need to understand that a lot of our high school kids don't want to go to college. So what is going to be their path to um, meaningful work, right? Tech programs, uh, the trades, that's really big. Um, you know, thinking about the stadium and how many jobs that's going to create. Um, right. For so many local Rhode Islanders, and construction jobs pay really well. People don't don't necessarily oh, yeah. understand that. So I think really driving, being creative, thinking outside the box a little bit. Um, you know, our general assembly is very diverse in both age, race, and gender. Um, and so there's a lot of really great ideas that are floating around. Now we just have to make sure that they work well and we can implement them. That's an excellent point. I mean, uh, I, you know, I think Pawtucket's a great example. I mean, obviously, you 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 represent the people of Pawtucket, mm-hmm. and you and you're doing a great job. But I uh, I had uh, Mayor Grebian on a few months ago, and 
no, this is not a slight on you, but no one could be a cheerleader for Pawtucket quite like Don. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to. Uh, you are. You're great. I, 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 honestly, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to take away from you in any way, shape, or form. It's just that Don like goes above and beyond. He just yeah. He, he, he does a good job. Yeah. Uh, he just loves what he's doing. So yeah, I, mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, to your point, yeah, construction, construction of those 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 properties in Pawtucket would be huge. Um, but you know, I think again, housing is extraordinarily important. Like you, you touched upon, mm -hmm. you know. People, if we want people in those jobs in Pawtucket, we need to have affordable housing for them to live in. Uh, exactly. It's just whole cycle. And I think education, I, I don't think enough can be said about education. I think people sometimes, especially um, people in some of these communities who get older, they don't have kids in school, they think, oh, I, I don't, you know, education is not as important to me. But I always like to, when I, when I talk to the people in, in, in my community, and when, you know, they get frustrated about, you know, there's not enough staff in a place or, or there's not enough, you know, you know, qualified staff at a place sometimes yeah. i said well if the kids were educated then you'd have these employees i mean it's 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 a whole cycle um you know, yeah. i think you know, and, and i think to your point the the cte programs are doing well uh mm -hmm. in our high schools and uh you know to, i think uh, to see i have not seen the school in east province but i've, I've seen pictures of it it is gorgeous like you said uh, you know to do to do that in Pawtucket would be would be amazing, yeah. Uh, as well, um, you know, we need that throughout the state. Uh, I mean, in mm -hmm. Coventry High, where I live, needs improvement as well. So yeah, you know, there's always that process. Come to Pawtucket. Uh, okay, so what's that? <laughs> Come to Pawtucket. Move to Pawtucket. <laughs> <laughs> you will. One thing at a time. Will. The housing market right now, no one's moving <laughs> anywhere. I mean, I'm not even going to get into into the cost of uh, real estate. So. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, if you're a small business owner who owns a real estate agency, good for you right now. Uh, yeah, good, good luck. Good sure. luck with what you're doing. Um, OK, so uh, let, let's uh, dr drill down to a few a few more specific things with with bills in the uh, in that, that you've seen this uh, this session. Uh, what stands out to you uh, for helping small businesses? What uh, I you know, we can we'll talk about the happy hour one a little bit because I guess we've been involved with that personally. But but um, what else what else stands out for you for small businesses for this session? What do you think is going to make it through to the end or, or you know, maybe get debated in the next couple of weeks because the session's almost over? Yeah, so um, I think right now we're just focusing on what's in the what's in the budget for small businesses. Honestly, uh, whatever relief is coming um, and whatever investments are in the budget to to help small businesses, that's really been the driver to a lot of these conversations, um, and the driver to a lot of whatever bills have been passed. Um, you know, before I know last year we did a really good one with, um, you know, to go drinks. That was a, a big help to the restaurants, right? Like for small businesses, kind of my focus because it's something I I feel like I know well enough, um, and because I lived it. Um, so I think you know whatever is in the budget that is bringing relief to small businesses, that's really the focus for the next week. Um, you know, as we pass the budget, and um, you know, if 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 there's any bills that are they're going to be coming up, although I haven't seen small business committee come up yet um, no. to be you know have any bills up or anything. So I think that that's the same thing with the chairwoman. Um, I think she's just focused on like what is in um, in the budget for small businesses, and I you know, like I said, like there's so many of us, right? So many people right. had a hand in in uh, putting uh, putting this budget together. It does seem, uh, you know, from the outsider's perspective, uh, you know, someone who's, who's observed this for, for, you know, over a decade now and, 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 and had conversations with so many uh, reps and senators over the last 10 years that, that mm -hmm. it does seem a bit more, uh, I, I don't want to say inclusive as if it was exclusive before, because I don't want, I, 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 you know, mm -hmm. but it does seem a little more inclusive this year. It does seem a little more uh, 
processed out uh, and a little more transparent um, in what's going on yeah. there, which, which is nice to mm -hmm. say. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, before we dive into, into, into in the happy hour and, and, and mm -hmm. things that we dealt with uh, personally, I, I want to just uh, say to anyone out there watching this on Facebook right now, if you're live, you have a question for the representative, uh, if you'd like to put it into the uh, comments there on Facebook, please do. And I'll ask it uh, in a minute. But but let's uh, for, you know, it, what we what we did, uh, I, we did this when Greg was on and uh, I, I didn't when I talked to Barbara Ann, but, but we should do it with you. Help the folks out there understand the process of taking a bill through uh, through the through a session and what the process is, uh, you know, it, because yeah. a lot of people out there they kind of vaguely know, but they don't really the mm. process. So run us through that. And then and then when you get to the end of the process, we'll talk about uh, happy hour a bit. Yeah. Um, so I think the process is different for different legislators, right? In the in the terms of in the way that they do they do work, right? So um, in the bill that we're going to discuss, it was an idea that had been floating around on Twitter actually for a long time, and conversations with my friends and at restaurants and things like that. Um, and so it was like, you know, and then we look, we Rhode Island, we always, we love to look at what our neighbors are doing. Right. We are nosy neighbors. And so, um, you know, we're kind of just figuring out what it is that they're doing and how can we implement something here? Because we don't want people to go to Massachusetts or um, spend money in Massachusetts or Rhode Island. And I'm a border, I'm a border city. Well, so exactly. I know that. Right. I, I, know, it's so I easy. know the benefits of that. Yeah. And so, I mean, um, and, you know, especially where you are, you know, Providence, East Providence, Seekonk exactly. and Attleboro are so easy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so talk to, you know, our legislative council and I was like, hey, listen, I have this idea. Um, can you help me draft up language for that? And so there's a lot of research that goes into that. They look at they look at other bills that have similar language um, and they turn it into language that could be used here in Rhode Island. They look at um, maybe policies that were that are associated with that particular subject um, and make sure that um, if we're trying to pass something, we get rid of that policy and however we get rid of it. So there's also, they put in a lot of language that has to be taken out as well, right? So it, um, it, to the public, if you go online, some of the language that they take out is in red. So it's like outlined right. in red. Um, it's just so you know that that's what stands as of today. And then the blue part is the new language. Um, right. And so I, I think that's that's a good point. I, I want people to highlight sometimes a bill isn't about so much about creating a new law. It's about removing parts of old laws that are antiquated. Exactly. And some of those old laws are what really uh, either stop us or affect uh, what the work that we're trying to do uh, progress, if you will. And so we yep. introduced this bill and depending on where it falls, it falls into a committee. And so then you have a committee hearing and that's the best place for the sponsor, the legislator to really discuss why this bill is important and why they're putting it in. And then it's public testimony, why people are for it, why people are against it. It's really a great uh, opportunity to ask questions of other members of the committee. Um, if, you know, how is this gonna affect, cause some laws affect um, city, other cities differently, um, right. just because of, you know, antiquated laws that are still in the books. And so, uh, what we do is we hold all of our bills for further study because sometimes these bills are, they're good intentions, but the way that they're written and the way that they'll be implemented are really, um, they might not be good. Um, yep. And so we hold them for further study and that's exactly what we do. We study them further. We speak to more legislators who might have knowledge. We talk to other lawyers who might have knowledge. Uh, and then you kind of just go and present it to the leadership 
right? Really have them understand why this bill is important or why it's good. Um, and you, especially if it's, you know, like a certain subject matter, uh, pu the public might even talk to the to, to leadership, let them know why this is important. Um, some people would call them lobbyists. Um, some people are just, you know, they're just regular everyday people who really just think that this bill is important. And so, um, you know, you work it out and you hope that it's uh, up to the best intention and it's written correctly. That's really important because sometimes right. we pass bills that have really great intent, um, but then when they get implemented, it's actually not a good implementation due to the way that the bill is written. Um, and if you get enough people um to to like the bill and they think it's a good bill um you know you put it on the floor and uh you get a pass you know and so they pass it on the floor like happy hour in the house <laughs> right exactly yeah so now mm -hmm. okay so now that is what happened in the house we we did we yeah. did see the happy hour bill passed uh and it, it doesn't seem though i haven't looked at the most recent schedule i, mm -hmm. well, I checked it this morning but it doesn't seem like it's going to go to the senate uh this yeah year. Um, so for those of uh, people out there who've seen that happen many times, I mean, it, it's not uncommon. It, it does happen. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's unfortunate when that happens, but it, it does happen. Mm -hmm. This is not yeah. new to this particular bill. So next year, you don't have to reintroduce and re-vote and all that, uh, you know, in the in committee, correct? You can go, so, you can essentially go straight mm -hmm. to just having the bill exist again. So it depends, right? Um, ideally, if we if we keep the same rules, so because of the term, right? So uh, because this is an election year, um, right. we have to keep the same rules. And the House has this rule; the Senate doesn't have that rule. This right. year, we were able to roll over bills because we have that rule, so we're allowed to keep yep. bills alive for two years. Um, but you know, next year, we we don't know, right? Uh, the speaker could come in. It could be a completely different speaker. I hope not because um, I love our current speaker. Um, and, um, you know, they could change the rules. They could be completely different. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think about that. If, 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 if there is a change of speaker, that's a very good point. Exactly. Well, we're still trying, uh, you know, in the, in the case of this particular bill, we're still asking uh, Senate leadership to, uh, to to try and move it forward. Um, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully that will happen right. before the end of the session. But it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I understand the pros and, and, and cons of the bill. Uh, we, you know, we just discussed mm -hmm. it ourselves and other people, uh, you know, yeah. over and over many times. Um, uh, and uh, and certainly, there, you know, any 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 bill of any kind has, has, has you know, brought yeah. positive night. Uh, For sure. So hopefully, hopefully we there's can. No, uh, there's not one perfect bill. Right. There never is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Uh, I've mm -hmm. also worked uh, heavily with Cottage Foods this year, and hopefully mm -hmm. we'll see that happen, um, you know, in, in a in a small way. Uh, I mean, I think, unfortunately, sometimes we, we um, you know, look at our neighbors and don't do quite as much as our neighbors and, and still kind of end up with something that's a little less than Connecticut and Massachusetts. Yeah. I, 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 I think of, you know, the cannabis bill is, is great. You know, I, I mean, I. I'm not for against you know the, the use mm -hmm. of it, but I think from an economic standpoint, it's fantastic that we passed it. I do find it odd that you know we're still going to have all these billboards on 95 for Massachusetts and yeah. none, none for Rhode Island. So you know, hopefully um, we can get some in Rhode Island and Connecticut. Some, right. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Exactly. Hopefully, right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Hopefully we can yeah. you know compete in the other states. But I think things like that, mm -hmm. uh, we still have to to, to make the uh, make the steps forward and and, yeah. and get these things uh, get these things through. 
Yep. Uh, but thank you for that summary. I think that was great. Uh, great to go through that like that. Um, yeah. Ben, do we do we have any questions on Facebook for the representative? Uh, we do not at the moment, David. Let's see if we've got anywhere. We do we do not at the moment, David. No, it doesn't look like any popping up on the screen there, so I, I guess not not at the moment. Uh, as always, if, if you came, if you joined us a little late, uh, you came into came into a little late. You can watch us on Facebook after the fact. You can go back and watch the entire the entire video afterwards. Uh, these are archived as well as all the previous shows are archived as well. Uh, okay. Anything else you'd like to uh, you'd like to add, Representative, before we wrap up here today? No, just you know, um, I'm excited for so many good things to come to Pawtucket and Central Falls. Um, I'm always inviting people to the city to, you know, we're really blossoming. I think, you know, people are going to be pleasantly surprised because Pawtucket is definitely turning into that hidden gem. We have yeah. tons of uh, great activities. You know, if you're into the brewery scene, Pawtucket is definitely up there. Um, oh, yeah. Our food is phenomenal in Central Falls. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I'm always inviting people to come uh, to the city. I'm happy to give them a tour. I've actually done that to some legislators because I don't nice. think that they've ever, you know, been that way. So um, I'm excited to see what Pawtucket is, has in store for the state of Rhode Island. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'll give a little yeah. plug for uh, an event happening this Thursday at Lorraine Mills there in Pawtucket. Uh, yeah. My friend of mine who owns White Dog Distilling are doing a, a whole a mill. There's a whole bunch of great businesses in the mill there for food and drink. And yeah, uh, it's so awesome. they're, they're doing a little bit of a crawl there. There's Ming's and Cakes by Ebony and uh, mm -hmm. a, a crooked, crooked current breweries in there. So uh, yep. yeah, go eat and drink and enjoy Lorraine Mills on Thursday this week. Yeah. Yeah, or anytime. It just happens that they're doing an event yeah. this Thursday. Really, you can go to the mill anytime, any anytime, mm -hmm. and enjoy all the small businesses. So, Something to do. Yeah, you, you should. It's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful spot. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you again for your time today. We really appreciate it. It's great talking with you. Great get, getting some more insight on uh, the workings of the General Assembly. We really appreciate uh, your thoughts, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Great. Thank you so much. That was Representative Karen Alzate, uh, represents Pawtucket and a little bit of Central Falls as well. So that was uh, fantastic to hear from her today. Uh, we've got some great guests coming up in the next few weeks. We certainly hope you uh, watch the shows, especially as we get closer to the election. We have some great people running for election that will be talking with us uh, in two weeks. Treasurer Seth Magaziner, who is running for the United States Congress uh, to uh, fill Langevin's seat uh, since uh, Congressman Langevin is retiring, uh, he'll be he'll be on the show. Uh, so check out uh, uh, Treasurer Magaziner. And then two weeks after Seth is uh, Joy Fox, who's running against Seth in the uh, congressional race. So please, please check out uh, both of those interviews coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll also have uh, Ashley Kalis who's running for governor. And uh, as you know, we've, we've had uh, another governor candidate on uh, two weeks ago. We had uh, Secretary of State. Uh, I'm sorry, four weeks ago, we had Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea. So you can go back and watch that show if you'd like to. She she was a, a very interesting interview. Good, uh, good to hear from her. And we hope to have a few more candidates on before the uh, primaries in September and the election in November. So as always, go to rismallbusiness.org to sign up for the coalition. Lots of things coming along with the coalition, rismallbusiness.org. And we'll see you again soon. Take care.